Hey guys, welcome to the show. My name's Daniel, and I'm a very ordinary dad, or at least that's what I thought. But this is my journey to seeing the extra in my ordinary life. So let's jump into episode number four already. This is going to be an Easter episode, so I hope you really enjoy it, and I will talk to you in just a minute. Well, welcome to episode four. It is actually about 6 a.m. on Easter morning. I normally record on Saturday nights, but I decided I was going to get up this morning and record a sunrise service with you guys. Not really a service, but a sunrise conversation. I know I had plans of talking about communication and so many other show notes, but I can't let Easter go by without talking about the most important thing we could ever discuss. And that's the resurrection of Jesus. We've been spending the past few weeks getting ready for a puppet show, and it's going to be really fun. But we've been given every Monday night going up, and we went yesterday after Bears soccer game. So this this is the way that our day goes. We get up yesterday morning about 6.30, eat breakfast. We're at the soccer field at 8.30. We're at church at 10 for an Easter egg hunt. And then we stayed all day until probably about 6 o'clock. We were running through the production. We were eating lunch together. The only time I came home in that period was to come home and get a chicken because I talked to my friend Kendall, who's in charge of the thing, into letting me bring one of our chickens so that the kids could see her and I could use her as an expert, just as a way that I could possibly squeeze a dad joke into the Easter production that we're doing. And the Easter production is going to be for kids from ages 3 until up to 12 years old, so we've got a really vast group of kids, and I think that they're setting it up in the nursery, so at least I know that my, my Winnie June will be able to watch but throughout this process, it's, it's been really rewarding, but it's also exhausting. You're running from place to place and working and doing, and sometimes we can forget the reason that we're there. Or I know that we don't forget it, but you can just have that moment of exhaustion when you think, wow, I'm tired. Instead of thinking that the reason I'm doing this, the reason that we're giving up this time and doing it's for the opportunity to light a fire passion in just one kid's soul. If we could have one kid fall in love with Jesus because we were able to plant a seed of just showing them that he's amazing and that he loves them and he's fun and that he has a plan for their life. That's the whole goal of my entire life. I feel like it's just encouraging people that, to get out and love Jesus. Do something for him because he loves you and did so much for you. So if you're a Christian, you understand the process of this weekend, but you may not be. So I want to take just a minute to kind of break everything down. You hear Good Friday, and that's a day where a lot of companies get off early from work, but you may not really understand what Good Friday is. Good Friday is the actual day that we celebrate the crucifixion of Jesus. And in that time... It had to be really sad and really a hopeless moment for the people who had followed Jesus because what they were expecting was a king riding in on a horse that would destroy their enemies and bring forth the kingdom of God. And what they got was Jesus Christ, and he was a lamb led away to the slaughter. He didn't fight them. He didn't push back the enemy. But he submitted, and he was crucified on a cross. So when he looked up to the sky and he said, it is finished, so many people that were there had to be heartbroken 
Because for them, they were finished. Everything they had believed in and everything they had followed for the past three years, they thought it was over. But if you are a Christian, and you know, after the events of Friday, it wasn't over. Everything was not over. It was not hopeless. There was that Saturday where you felt like your life had no more purpose, no more drive, no more direction. But you didn't know what was going to happen on Sunday morning. Sunday morning, some of Jesus' followers went to the tomb to see his body. And when they got there, there was this huge stone, and it was a really big stone that couldn't be rolled away just by like any man. It took a group of people to put it in place. But the stone was moved. And it wasn't just the stone that was there. It was the angel that was there, too. And when he asked them who they were looking for, he told them that if you came for Jesus, he's not here. He's gone. So that was the moment where their hope began to arise. Their hope began to rise because Jesus wasn't a man in a tomb. He is a God risen from the dead to give us all an opportunity to come to him. He bridged that gap for us. He took all of our imperfections, everything that we've ever done wrong, and he bridged the gap between those imperfections and the perfect God that we serve. He chose to come down to earth and live the life of a human being, of a man, so that I could go to heaven one day. Because without him, I mean, I know it, and you know it about yourself too. We're nowhere near deserving of heaven. There is no possible way that I could get to heaven without a loving God who's willing to make a way for me. And he did. And I'm so thankful for that. I'm so gracious for that every day. But one of the things I wanted to talk about today, I know I normally get on here and I tell stories, and that's my strong suit. Like, I really feel like that's where God's called me. I haven't been called to be this five tips for this or the way to do this is that, but but God's blessed me and called me to be a storyteller and to be an encourager and to lead people to him in that way. But I was talking to my friend Mike last night, and I heard this a month ago, so I can't take full credit for it. But I heard something that just, it stuck with me, and I can never get rid of it because of how how much I really enjoy getting songs stuck in my wife's head. So when we're around the house, and Amanda and I are working, I try to sing like two or three lines of a song. So then a couple hours later, when she starts singing that song and she looks at me and she says, where did that even come from? Because she does it all the time. She'll she'll start singing a song and she's like, where did this come from? Were were you singing that? And usually my answer is like, yeah, I was saying if I can get it stuck in your head. And I enjoy it. That's one of my little joys in life. I know it's nothing major, but it's just something that I really enjoy doing. I really enjoy the laugh that we have after. But... When Jesus was hanging on the cross, he knew the audience that was with him. He knew who was standing around and watching him be crucified. He knew the people that were there the whole time. And when he said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He knew who was there. He knew the religious leaders, the lawmakers, the people who knew the Old Testament scriptures backwards and forwards. They knew the songs that were sang in church. So there was somebody there that heard Jesus say that. And I feel like because he said that, because he asked 
in this moment of great pain, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? That there was somebody who got home and realized that this scripture that, that I heard was actually a song. Because I heard this scripture the other day when I was listening to a podcast. And they brought it up. And I didn't even know there was a scripture that was related to my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? And that's when it really resonated with me and really hit me because I love getting songs stuck in people's heads. And I didn't realize Jesus did that too. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read Psalm 22. And as you listen to the beginning of this, listen to the fact of what it's saying. Because I believe when Jesus said this on the cross, there was somebody who was at home and they were like, oh my God, what have we done? Because the whole first of this part of this Psalm verifies who Jesus was there on the cross. And this psalm, it, it, psalms are songs. And this one was written, it says that it was to the choir master according to the doe of the dawn. So that would be the tune that it was in. A psalm of David. Psalm 22, why have you forsaken me? And it starts out in verse one. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me? From the words of my groaning. Oh my God, I cry day by day, but you do not answer. And by night, but I find no rest. Yet you are holy, enthroned on the praises of Israel. In you our fathers trusted. They trusted and you delivered them. To you they cried and were rescued. In you they trusted and were not put to shame. But I am a worm and not a man, scorned by mankind and despised by the people. All who see me mock me. They make mouths at me. They wag their heads. He trusts in the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him, for he delights in him. Yet you are he who took me from the tomb. You made me trust you at my mother's breast. On you was I cast from my birth, and from my mother's womb you have been my God. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls encompass me. Strong bulls of Bashan surround me. They open wide their mouths at me like a ravening and roaring lion. I am poured out like water, and all my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within my breast. My strength is dried up like a potsherd, and my tongue sticks to my jaws. You lay me in the dust of death, for dogs encompass me. A company of evil doers encircles me. They have pierced my hands and feet. I, count, I can count all my bones. They stare and gloat over me. They divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. Deliver my soul from the sword, my precious life from the power of the dog. Save me from the mouth of the lion. You have rescued me from the horns of the wild oxen. I will tell of your name to my brothers in the midst of the congregation. I will praise you. You who fear the Lord, praise him. All you offspring of Jacob, glorify him and stand in awe of him. All you offspring of Israel, for he has not despised or abandoned the affliction of the afflicted. And he has not hidden his face from him, but has heard when he cried to him. From you comes my praise in the great congregation. My vows I will perform before those who fear him. The afflicted shall eat and shall be satisfied. Those who seek him shall praise the Lord. May your hearts live forever. 
All the ends of the earth shall remember and turn to the Lord, and all the families of the nations shall worship before you. For kingship belongs to the Lord, and he rules over the nations. All the prosperous of the earth eat and worship. Before him shall bow all who go down to the dust, even the one who could not keep himself alive. Posterity shall serve him, and it shall be told of the Lord to the coming generation. They shall come and proclaim his righteousness to a people who are yet unborn, that he has done it. Now, I read that because that was a song. And I feel like when Jesus asked God, why have you forsaken me? He wasn't asking God why he was forsaken. He was asking that question to get that song deep in the heart of somebody who was watching him be crucified. Somebody who had seen his nails and feet pierced and nailed to the cross. Somebody who had seen the soldiers casting lots over his clothes. Who had seen him beaten and whipped to the point that you could count the bones of his body. And it amazes me that that in the Old Testament we can find that scripture because to that person in the audience, when that song was stuck in their head while they were doing their daily chores on Saturday, they knew what they had done. They knew who they had killed. So when Sunday came around and they heard that he was resurrected, <laughs> resurrection. when they heard that Jesus was resurrected on Sunday, they knew that he was God. And I can't verify it, but I like to think that that was the turning point for somebody. That was the point that somebody gave their entire life to Jesus, that they became sold out and that they went out and told people not only what they had done, not only what they had stood by and seen, what they had thought was a crucifixion of a man, but was actually the crucifixion of God, but they told people that he didn't stay on the cross, he didn't stay in the tomb, that he came out and he made a way to heaven. So I read that scripture, and one of the most quoted scriptures that we ever hear is John 3, 16. So God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believed in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And that's what this whole day is about, that we're not gonna perish, but we'll have life in Christ, because of Christ, with God in heaven one day. And all we have to do is believe. So if you haven't asked Jesus Christ to be the Lord of your life and ask him into your heart, I really, really encourage you to do so. And if you happen to listen to this today and you do it before church while you're getting ready, please say a prayer for us. Because we've got an opportunity to introduce these kids to Christ in a fun and creative and exciting way. And I'm just praying for one soul because one person can change the world. One person can change generations of believers. But I love you guys. I need to learn a German word and I'm going to learn it for the next episode. I want today to be focused on Easter. But our German Germany listeners have pulled into the lead and I wanted to make sure I said that because I didn't want you to be listening and be like, uh, why didn't he say my word in German? But next week is going to be more of a standard episode. This week, I wanted to give it all, all to God. I want to give my whole life to God and give everything I say to God. Don't think that I'm saying that the normal episodes aren't given to God. Because I don't have anything that I don't give to God. 
Not anymore. We're going to talk about some of the mistakes I made next week and some of the ways I blew it, but also some of the redeeming power of God in my life and some of the things that he did to bring me from my lowest and darkest place. But I love you. I hope you have a great Sunday. I hope that you have a wonderful Easter and your churches are full of people. And if you're not going to church, find somewhere to go. It's wonderful. You'll meet some of the kindest people on Easter. You'll meet people that you never even knew were in your community. But I will see you guys next time. I hope you have a great week. And God loves you. I love you. And you should love yourself. Thank you for listening.